1: Okay, I let that one play a little longer, everybody. Happy Friday. As you can tell, yes, somehow, some way, some way, shape or form. We fooled them again. Made it through another week. My goodness. And here I am back in New England for my annual holiday pilgrimage. On uh, My return back home. I don't know how many more of these I'll have in me with, uh, a baby and maybe when she gets a little older she'll be doing them with me. But this is the time of year I come back and I try to reconnect with old friends and acquaintances, but then also even reconnect a little with myself. So I go see Dad's grave. I go to the old church. I go to Lagash's bakery for a nice kana slice of pizza. Just those little things. And yeah, more on that in a sec. But it's interesting. I Just randomly picked this song, Hazy Shade of Winter. It's a song that's been covered actually very well by other bands. Okay, sorry for the Lyme disease and the brain fog people, but I'm having a moment here where I don't recall one of my favorite female singers and bands who I've mentioned to you all before, who covered this really well. actually follow her on Instagram, but again, thank you. Thank you, brain fog. Thank you being overwhelmed. Thank you, COVID. Thank you, Lyme disease, and so many other wonderful things I have inflicted upon myself. I digress. But Hazy Shade of Winter, I've always loved this song, and I always felt there was more to it. I'm playing it because, listen, it's very cold here. I wasn't fully expecting this. You would think by now I would know. And so this was playing when I was driving down to the what's left of my house in Connecticut as I continue to just see rubble and Sheet rock aisles. And anyway, second time I digress. But I heard hearing this song on the way down here, very interesting. It it maybe do a little deep dive on Simon and Garfunkel. Not Simon and Garfunkel. I'm big fans of theirs and Paul Simon as well. But the song itself. It's an article from Medium. "A Hazy Shade of Winter" isn't a song about the weather, the seasons of of year at all. Despite initial appearances, it's a song about life. Paul Simon wrote "A Hazy Shade of Winter" during his time in England as It's a fair bet that the ever-predictable English weather provided the beginnings of an idea for him. The first clue that a hazy shade of winter is so much more than a musical weather forecast comes in the opening lines. Time, time, see what's become of me. While I looked around for my possibilities, I was so hard to please. This is a song about looking back on life, or at least a significant stage of life. The sort of thing you might do as a significant birthday approaches. Birthday. He, this writer didn't understand. And asking yourself... Did I get to where I'd hoped? And here we are at the end of the year, and certainly we've seen such a change in the last five years in all of our lives, our lifestyles, our views, so many things. And I think so many people are thinking in this way, so I feel like this was timely. Whether it's the end of your 20s, the collapse of a long-term relationship, or leaving for a job for new pastures, new after many years of service, a hazy shade of winter is about reflecting on your journey up to that point. A farmer can't plant his crops when the ground is frozen, so he stays in the farmhouse, reflecting and planning for the year ahead. A hazy shade of winter is about a stage of life that's over. You can't go back. There's no do-overs. What's gone is gone. What's become of me is an all-too-common question tortured souls ask themselves. Yeah, we do. What? And it's a question that cuts two ways. It can be a valuable question to ask yourself as part of a process of reflection and introspection. But it can also be a self-defeating question if you beat yourself up for all the things you did wrong and keep telling yourself how stupid you are for letting someone special slip through your fingers or how crazy you were to give up a good job for some crazy scheme. And there's more to that, I'm sure. Win, lose, or draw, it's over. It's done. Stop spending time regretting the past that didn't work out the way you planned. Start making your future into whatever you want it to be. These things will pass. They always do. Leave winter behind. Start to build your future. Simon and Garfunkel get us to that place in pretty short order. Excuse me. Shot Anna. At just a little over two minutes, a hazy shade of winter doesn't come around, which might account for the Dave Clark Five style drums. It's a little inside music if you're a fan of the Dave Clark Five. Actually, a pretty cool little 60s band. Simon and Garfunkel quickly set up the story and then gets us thinking about the possibilities, the alternatives, the new routes to try. So here are the actual limits. Hang on to your hopes, my friend. That's an easy thing to say, but if your hopes should pass away, simply pretend that you can build them again. Look around, the grass is high, the fields are ripe in the springtime of my life. So it's funny how the universe works later in, in the episode. I'm going to talk about a little bit more about manifestation and words. And we just keep hearing on our show how much the things you say in your mind, your internal dialogue, things you even write, and just how much you can really change things and even change your present and future and how much you can manifest. So I love this because even if your hopes pass away, pretend that they don't and get your mind in that place and retrain your mind. And like I said, I think there's some other things I'll bring up later today that other speakers have said. That's support this. Now, this is interesting. This is written, what, 50 years ago? Maybe longer, 60 years ago. No matter what you think, no matter what troubles you have, no matter what scars you bear, there's always an opportunity to start again. I believe this. Maybe you don't get where you thought you would, but maybe the universe has other plans for you. Maybe somewhere better than you imagine. Somewhere that's a better fit for who you really are, not who you tell yourself you are. Oof. Who you'd like to be or who other people expect you to be. Double oof. The real you. The you that's sometimes hard for all of us to recognize in ourselves. The you that you can't discover until you stop doing what didn't work and try something different. That might not work either, but you can try again and again. You need to keep going until you find it. There's something you need to find out for yourself. But when you do, you're on the path that's meant to be. You can begin anew. And who knows where that might take you? Winter's darkest hour is a sign that spring is on its way. At first, you barely notice, but dawn breaks a minute or two earlier as each day passes. The birds who flew away when the cold weather arrives start to return. their song waking you up each morning. The trees and plants wake up from their hibernation, seeking warmth, energy, and nutrition from the sun so they can start the new, the next phase of their life and begin to grow again. Like plants, we can't stay in winter forever either. Without warmth, energy, and love, we don't have a life. Certainly not a life worth living. The darkest hour is always just before the dawn. The shortest day means spring is on its way. When your heart can't break anymore, that means it's starting to heal. When you start to move forward, the pain might not stop right away, but the intensity starts dialing back until set against your new life you've found for yourself, you start to forget the tribulations of the past. So we go back into these lyrics. Seasons change with the scenery, weaving time in a tapestry, Won't you stop and remember me at any convenient time? Funny how my memory skips looking over manuscripts of unpublished rhyme, drinking vodka and time. Simon and Garfunkel are telling us not to trap ourselves in winter, but to put the past behind us and set on a different path. And I will say, you reading these lyrics, my interpretation, personal interpretation seems for Simon, it's when he mentions looking over manuscripts of unpublished rhyme, probably dream songs, scenarios, and things like that that didn't get published or didn't get made or or were not successful. Drinking vodka and lime, he's medicating himself uh, against this pain. And again, who hasn't been there? And it's not if you're an artist, it's for anything that you wanted to do or set out to accomplish. And maybe you fell short of the goal and then you drink your vodka and lime. It's actually my drink of choice. Oh, universe, stop effing with me. No less of mine than Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You'll never make yourself happy beating yourself up about the past. After all, how well has that worked out for you up till now? It's time to move on. Leave the hazy shade of winter behind you. Spring is just around the corner. Ah, here we go. The Bangles also did a great version. That was the band that I love. Needless to say, very interesting. I want to give credit to the writer here. And okay see he does this writer does not have me as his advocate or their advocate because I would have insisted their name went here not just the website medium doc, medium no song it's a medium.com anyway interesting right it's funny there was something I wanted to bring up a while ago about music I did something I had a really big meeting with a couple of industry thugs semi-famous industry thugs both physically imposing, and certainly mentally, and then financially. And I was just going into the meeting. And one thing I have for me is I'm not, I don't have any of those things that they those people have. But I have been told, I'm a bit of a wildcat. Football, the wildcat offense is the helter-skelter crazy kind of gameplay that sometimes works because it confuses the other team. So I'm a little bit like that. So that's... It was a wildcat going in against a couple of bears, but I said, radio, universe, whoever's out there, my dad leads uh, Yahweh, Allah, God, (laughs) talk to me right now. It was a very important meeting for us. It dealt with someone else's life. That was literally in my hands, and I was like, I cannot mess this up. And I said, I'm going to play radio roulette. So I said, I'm just going to put on the radio, whatever song comes on, I'm going to take as a sign that's going to give me a message. So here takes it back to Hazy Shade of Winter, I didn't expect all of that, but I really think that ties back to me being in New England and being in this cold weather and other issues I'll probably bring up later in the podcast. But I think for a lot of us out there, this really resonates. I think that's why I always loved the song, but I never knew the deeper meaning. But I've heard that sometimes our bodies know certain things that we're attracted to. We don't know why, but there is something deeper some part of our subconscious or unconscious was picking up the meaning of these lyrics. I hope they speak to you. So I'll pay off the radio roulette thing. And I think this is partly the universe giving me a message, but then obviously part of the universe effing with me, which I feel it does often because I'm always being a jokester about so many things that I'm about comedy verse rules. So I think the universe sings me back. So I do the radio roulette thing. And Maria didn't even believe me. I did Radio Roulette, and on came the theme song to Laverne and Shirley. We're going to do it, got a chance. And whatever the song is, maybe I'll play in the next break. But when I thought of it, it was a female I was fighting for. And that song was We're Going to Do It No Matter What. And it, it actually was accurate. I urge you to try some Radio Roulette yourself when you... your angels your loved ones your guides to speak to you i think i can believe they speak to us in so many different ways and only through this show and through most of you have i learned this because in the regular guy world it was just get up work hard and take hits and then just work harder that's as evolved as i became don't fight back just work harder that was my evolution and then this show Change that, and listen, I have to say, I don't have Natasha or Kelsey here to, ha- to remind me, my goodness, 16 minutes in, that you're not listening to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos. I apologize for that. This is our Friday show, a little more chill. We put our feet up and decompress from the week of lessons and takeaways we received on Heal Squad. If you're seeking Maria and Heal Squad, and I urge you to because it's a life-changing show, Monday through Thursday, we provide episodes, new content every week, and touching on such a variety of life improvement subjects, and if you read our reviews, you should see how many people whose lives have been changed for the positive by this show, and I'm very proud of Maria, I'm very proud of Kelsey and Natasha, and everyone else who's helped get us there, and I'm looking forward to a new year, but needless to say, please don't Give us a one-star rating based on this show. Just hit pause. It's okay. That's your good deed, that you didn't like me in this show on fire. That was your good deed, and I commend you for that. Just hit the pause button, go back in our library, see all the great shows by Maria. Okay, guys, when we come back, let's see, what can we go over here? By the way, if you hear a little rumbling of a car engine, it's because I am in the bitter cold outside what's left of my house trying to do this show for y'all and have it there in your inbox this Friday morning. I want to talk a little bit more about overgiving and why people actually get angry when you do and why the philosophy, if I'll take care of you, then you take care of me, may not be the philosophy to take. And there's actually a better one. And there's a bunch of other things too, but anyway, all right. Anyway, in honor of me being home here, I will say we'll be right back shortly. I think this is proof that radio roulette works. We're gonna make our dreams come true and they're gonna do it. We're gonna do it our way. We're gonna believe in possibility. But here's the big part here make our dreams come true for me and you. See? So it was a more evolved version of a dream. It's funny, the person I was advocating for, that's all their sentiments. So when I was going into this big meeting and that played, first I laughed, but now I'm not laughing as much think there's really something to this radio roulette. Anyway, give it a try the next time you want an answer. And before we get further on with our show, let me just drop this gem on you that I heard, that the younger generations will be born with the diseases their grandparents died of due to processed foods, sugars, and all the other crazy things. So I don't know, as you're raising your kids, uh, I know I'm thinking about removing a lot of things from my diet for the sake of Athena, but I just thought that was scary to hear it. I digress. Talking to Ida this week, Ida Kendall. We I always have great sessions with her. Every time I expect, I'm like, oh God, I don't need this today. I got too much going on. And there's always something that comes out, oftentimes many things, but even if it's just one thing. But for all you over givers out there, when you give too much, you often confuse people and then confused people get angry. Okay. So let me fill that in a little bit for you <clears throat> that she did for me. Most of us always give with the intention. I'd like to think of seeing the person's life get better. And I know for me, it's... Not so I'm going to be overgiving to them for the rest of my life. I'm hoping it's going to lead them to something better, to lead them to a place of self-sufficiency. But at some point when you try to back away from the overgiving to say, okay, now you got it. You got it from here. That's where they get confused because they're only understanding all the giving that they're receiving. And then I love that line, confused people get angry. I think that resonates for a lot of stuff beyond what I'm just talking about here. But that really sat with me, and I think where so many of the Hill Squad are overgivers, I just love you to consider that. I also consider the fact that there's an irony because you're overgiving. You at least like to think, at the very least, they're not going to hate you for it or be angry at you for it. You'd like to think they'd be grateful. But I can see why people who are spoiled in any way, shape, or form end up being unhappy. How often? Think about someone you would label as spoiled. Are those people happy? I guess there's some people, but I guess if I labeled them as spoiled, it would be more playfully that are happy. But there's a reason it's the term spoiled, A spoiled apple. It's not a pleasant apple to eat or to even look at. But I think a lot of people get spoiled because they're overgiven too. And if you're the one overgiving, that's why you see the resentment that builds on both sides. But I know what my dad was an overgiver. That's why he's not here. And I remember at the end of his life, when he pulled the plug on it, I remember being confused and angry. Luckily, I got over it, and it led to so many better things. But I don't know, I can see that. I just wanted to drop that in your path. But on the subject of, and I mentioned this in the first part of the show, I'll take care of you if you'll take care of me. And on paper, that seems nice. But then there was a, I don't know who this person is. Looks like a self-help guru from back in the day. I apologize. I haven't had enough time to do research. But again, I even urge you, if you love these little quips, Instagram, TikTok, AI, all of these tools that are out there that really, I know the bad side of them. But if we're humans, we should be more evolved. If you're conscious, you can really use these things for the good parts of it. I've been getting better at muting the dark stuff, the stuff that keeps coming up in my way, anything that makes me sad or upset. And liking the things that enrich me. And because of that, I'm getting more of them. On a side note, but this is one that came in now. Forgive me, I'm in Connecticut. I have barely any heat. In fact, to to be able to do this, luckily the uh, Nature's Natural Refrigerator enabled me to have a nice Diet Coke here, but it's just because we had a case out in the garage. I digress. Anyway, let me try to play this if it can. Hopefully it will come up on Instagram. It was a really good spot. Uh, And I hope I don't want to let everyone down now. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to pull it up and play it for you all. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's working all like that for me as of now. So I may have to abbreviate this, people. Doesn't seem like it's coming up. I digress. Anyway, all right, let me try to abbreviate this. So instead of I'll take care of you if you'll take care of me, this person amended it to I'll take care of me if you'll take care of you. Then he goes on to talk about the best contribution to all around him and all around you is your own personal development. And if I could become 10 times greater in all ways, then he's think about how great I could be for you and for everyone around me and even the world. And what I loved it with this, and I'm sorry I can't bring it up, is that it wasn't so much about being great in finances. It was about being as wise, as kind, and as unique as you can and he also said, and this is, goes back to overgiving, it's not about self-sacrifice, it's about self-development and self-investment. So doing for you is doing for the next person. And I know that's a hard thing to wrap your our heads around. I know for me, when I think of being an older father and having this little baby, I keep saying to Maria, the greatest gift we can give her is the gift of self-reliance. And I just, I don't know, I, I get when you need help We all need help. No one does it alone. And I think that there are, we should ethically as a society be responsible to help one another and be a community. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to rely on yourself. I really wish I could play this video for you, but that was the sum of it. It's another one that came up though, and let's hope this one comes up. And again, I probably getting more parenting videos coming my way because I'm in that club now, but let's see if this one will come up and play for me. This was I thought I found this one to be very interesting. This, and, and this was the title, This study done on kids intelligence
2: will change your perspective on life. Oh, interesting. They took the kids and they gave them all the same problem sets. Then they gave them praise after they completed those problems. They either got intelligence praise, you're so smart, you're so talented, or they got effort praise. You tried so hard, you really persisted, that's fantastic. Then later, they gave them another set of problems and they looked at performance. What they found was absolutely striking. The kids that were in the intelligence praise group, the, you're so smart, you're so talented, their performance went down significantly. Whereas wow. the kids that were in the effort praise group, their performance increased significantly. So, yeah, giving intelligence praise reduces performance, and giving effort praise improves performance which is absolutely striking and tells you everything you need to know, which is if you're a parent, you're a teacher. And as we all give ourselves feedback, rewarding yourself for effort is the best way to improve performance. These data I must say. Wow.
1: Okay. So I'll tell you when I was teaching high school and I got to work with the special ed kids and I'm still very close to most of them. And the two kids I worked with and both super, super creative And vibed in many ways very similar, but one and both were damaged as well through childhood traumas. One was a genius in terms of his writing. I've mentioned him before. We're actually working on a novel together, and I think things are going to finally crack for him. But he got a perfect score in his SAT and was known throughout the high school to be a genius. The reason he was in those kind of classes is behavioral he just didn't want to try. He, this is someone who would just, rather than go to school, he'd go to the library to, to learn because he wasn't learning anything at school. On the other hand was another guy that was always in trouble with the police, always in trouble at school, loud, ADD, just all over the place, but super funny as a performer, really funny. And in his, he loved music. He loved watching David Letterman. And I was the one who said to him, hey... You can do something with this as in a job, in a career. And he was obviously thought it was crazy or whatever, but I bring them up because the one that was anointed genius was rewarded for his intelligence. And What I noticed was, and this is before I saw this, and in fact, just seeing this video now made me think of this example. and made me realize how true this is. The problem with the one guy that was told he was a genius, there was really nowhere for him to go from there which is why those other kids, I'm sure their scores started to go down because where do you go from genius? Where do you go from perfect? And I'll often say this to people who are super, super smart. And I'll i will I'll tip my hat to anyone smarter than me, most people are, <laughs> that I've met. I, I i made some super intelligent people. However, I will always say to them, don't let your intelligence betray you. Because, and what I mean by that is sometimes you just could be too smart to be wrong in your mind. How can you be wrong? If you've always gotten A's, if you've always done well and everything. How can you be wrong? But everyone's wrong. Everyone makes mistakes. And I think this is why the work goes down. But the one guy that was anointed genius, his writing never really progressed. His work never really progressed. And he never did much with his talents. That's changing now, but I'm saying it's 30 years later. Whereas the other guy, all I could ever do was, yes, I told him he had natural talent. And he he wasn't, when I met him, Wasn't a hard worker, but he never really had motivation, never really had challenges. Once I got him there, he did get the praise for trying. He was all about effort, and that's where he would get the praise. Wow, you worked so hard. Hey, keep trying. I mean, he never gave up. And he went on to be in a film with Paul Rudd, starred in a film with Paul Rudd, starred in one with Denzel Washington, made his own film. This is somebody with severe ADD, terrible learning disabilities, couldn't write or spell. And I had to fight the school so hard just to graduate him. And the only reason they finally admitted it is, number one, you're such a pain in the ass. And number two, we just want him out of here. And he went on to write and direct his own film that went to Toronto. And now he just wrote and directed another one with a star from the series Love on Netflix, by the way, underrated series, if you want to see a fun little rom-com-y, modern day one camera rom-com. And so he's done really well, but he was praised more for his effort Oh, there's a little thing to say, when whether it's with your kids or people who work for you or yourself. Pat yourself on the back for your effort more than the achievement. I I guess when I look at myself, that's the one thing I've always given myself credit for. I might say I'm a failure at all these other things. I may say I didn't quite get or I'm not quite where I want to be or even close to certain things in terms of achievement. However i don't think anyone can dispute my effort and i have always said thanks god for giving me the body and the strength and the wisdom whatever it was the endurance the resilience to keep going and if and i will say looking back that's probably fueled by success give yourselves credit maria doesn't by the way at all Maria doesn't give herself she doesn't achievement or effort she doesn't ever think she's Doing enough, working hard enough, to and and it's something we keep working on. All, and we'll get there. We will get there.
0: As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> dollars a month so go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join getting better isn't easy friends but as i say all the time it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together we love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you
1: let's see now i know on the first seminar we talked a little bit about manifesting and words and the power of words and power of music and i know radio roulette but going over hazy shade of winter those lyrics and the power behind those lyrics and then we talk about verbalizing things and how you can really limit yourself, but then also just with your words to yourself and in life you can expand yourself. This is a someone I like to consider a somewhere between acquaintance friend, acquaintance and friend, because he married us, Steve Harvey. And the cool thing about Steve is and on Family Feud, and I always have to tell people this too, what he, most people when they do game show hosts, they tape five of those in a day. And it's all about taping them in bulk, which is cheaper and easier and et cetera, et cetera. And most of the stars who do those, they go out, they do their thing and they go back and they have to recharge because it's a lot. It can be a big drain of energy, depending on your personality. But Steve asks the audience to stay and he preaches to them, gives them these little sermons, which he doesn't need to do, but they're amazing. Now, here's the thing. One of these popped up into my Instagram feed. And again, no coincidence, because it all ties back to what we're saying. So again, forgive if I have from struggling here with the tech. Hopefully this will play. Have
2: it written down. If you don't have yes, it written down, it's it, it reduced It's a principle of success. You have to have everything you want written. to in the right. And Decker 2 and T. It says, write the vision and make it play so that he who reads it will run to. And even though it tarry, that means take a long time, wait for it surely it will come at an appointed time. That's in the Bible. Listen to me. That's real. If you don't think it's real, I dare you you're to try it. Write everything you have on a piece of paper. If you can think it, you can achieve, write it on a piece of paper. Read it every morning and every night. Come back here one year from today and see how much of that stuff then that came true. That's a promise of yoke. That ain't no theory I That's all successful people have. You have to write it. Everything I've ever gotten in life, I've written. If you,
1: How about that? How about that, Dr. Phil? So we keep hearing this on the show. So much of it, I just don't think people say this stuff by coincidence. Just with the new year coming, we're winding down this year. These are things we can do. This is easy. And my whole thing is, as you've heard me say on the show, how many times? Whatever moves the needle, I'm in. I don't care. If you tell me to put a crystal on my nose and jump up and down for three minutes a day, I'm in. I'll try. But this really makes sense. And we keep hearing this from so many other people. So why not try it? I certainly am going to try it. And we'll finish the day off with, and again, if this is shot, I don't even know if it is or it isn't at this point. Forgive me. I am, and by the way, I feel bad. I'm like a broken record. It always seems like I'm either exhausted exhausted or in a dire situation, but I really do have a lot going on. And now more than ever, because I really don't want Maria working as much. And with the baby, I just want, yeah, I want to be able to provide for her. So I am I am busier than ever. So thank you for your patience. Let's try one more now. Hopefully the gods are with me on this one. So this one will play, because I think this one will be something else you'll like too. Let's see. It will change
2: your life. It's a, sim- it is a simple life. exercise to change your life. Take a sheet of paper. Write your current goal or problem at the top of the page in the form of a question. For example, you could write, how can we double our sales over the next 24 months? Then force yourself to write 20 answers to that question. This is not easy the first time you do it, believe me. Nonetheless, by disciplining yourself to write at least 20 answers to that question, you will be absolutely amazed at the quality of the answers that appear on the page before you. This is called mind-storming, like brainstorming. It's one of the most powerful creative thinking exercises ever discovered. And all it takes is a piece of paper, a pen, and a few minutes of your time. Once you've written down 20 answers, you can write more answers if you like, but 20 is the minimum. Go over your list and select one answer, which you can implement immediately. faster you implement this idea, the more ideas will come to you. Ask yourself this question on a regular basis. How about that?
1: Something to think about. Just pausing here because I'm thinking about it myself. Mindstorming over brainstorming. And again, we can do this. End of the year. Easy. 20 things. But again, in in, in these videos, so many of this was probably the first one that I quoted and didn't show you was probably done in the 60s or 70s. This one looks to be early 90s. And then Steve Harvey's just a few years ago. But I don't know. It's all stuff to process as the Canadians say, rather than process. And I don't know. I hope it's stuff that, I don't... Well, It's just, I'm hoping it's stuff that you can apply. I know for me, I see Maria with with what she does with manifestation is incredible. She is, she's amazing at at putting this stuff into action. Need to say, I hope this helps. As I take you out with the bangles. So... As you're reflecting on your hazy shade of winter, this winter to come, and the new year coming, and obviously the greatest holiday coming, think of the hazy shade of winter. And try to remember why I'd like to think we regular people are here. Help each other, learn from mistakes, have a few laughs along the way. Oh, and listen to the Christmas Specials We Love podcast, we can always use more uh, mercy listeners. Okay, goodbye from uh, Spirit Airlines middle seat. A little little uh, side note. Just got word that JetBlue is going to take over Spirit Airlines and um, do all sorts of upgrades, but keep all those routes. So how about that? I digress for the last time. All right, everyone. Have a great Friday, and um, we'll see you shortly. <laughs> this part by the way for the three of you still listening I remember the lead singer saying it was her dream to sing a Paul Simon song her whole life All right. really goodbye now